0: Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond. Uh Just a drink. A martini. Shake not. nut. Nerd!
1: Welcome to Shake and nut Nerd, episode 9, also known as Reboot Week. Das Boot. Das Boot. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's theme is Reboot. The theme this week, this week, this theme, Every this week. Every fucking episode <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Doody Dootram, and with me as always is my correspondent in the field, the late-night reporter, sport reporter, and the weather girl, Ian Johnson. Both. <laughs> you're, the the, girl, you're the weather girl, you're at the field, and you're sports. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you're talking about a football flying through the air in the middle of the CBD. It's
2: only very special occasions I get called out. <laughs> That's when it's raining at a football match. <laughs> oh, that might,
1: Today's grand final day Ooh. in Australia for, for AFL. I think I said VFL. AFL. Wow. Shunned. Mm. And then tomorrow we have the grand final for rugby.
2: Yeah, that other sport that people definitely watch. And tougher sport. It's tougher. Mm-hmm.
0: It's tougher.
2: Shitter, yeah. Yeah, all right, well, um, go Swans.
1: Just <laughs> <'Cause> fuck Melbourne. <laughs>
2: wow, all right, we just lost a few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just going for Swans because like, I'm the one guy who goes for uh, England in the Ashes. I go for the All Blacks and the rugby. So what you're saying is you're an asshole. Yeah. Dennis Lurie made a song about me. (laughs) Johnson. Johnson! (gasps) Uh, What's news this week? What's the news with you?
2: What's going on? What's the happy caps? Um, In news this week, I need a haircut. (laughs) Yeah, you do. So... One like me? um, No, I want to keep my hair, because I have it.
0: Wow.
2: But um, You know what? I want to go bald again. You're already bald. No, skin. You want to be skinned? Yeah. (laughs) Skin. <laughs> Scalped. Scalp. So yeah. 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 Speaking of scalping and Western America. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. Great. This, I know, that was horrible. <laughs> oh. This week's podcast we will be reviewing the magnificent seven. Mm. Reboot.
1: <laughs> I nearly said the hateful eight
2: before. Whoa. And
1: then the ridiculous six. So
2: the ridiculous, hateful, magnificent eight, seven, six. Four. You skipped five. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, yeah, so no news with with you this week? No, no, um, just another day in the life of an ordinary, good-looking young chap. You did well though, incorporating our logo onto the onto the picture of Magnificent Seven. Oh yeah, Good thanks, job.
1: man. I know it, how to paint. It, it aligned perfectly. Yeah. I know how to use Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, I've just been. Suggesting ideas and listening to other podcasts and stealing.
2: Who have you been listening to?
1: I've been listening to Spike the Puns. Spike the Their up. entire back catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> Catching up, are we? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, they talked about... Uh, fuck, I forgot the actor's name. From world the bad guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob Lowe. Oh, and they're like, oh, if Roblo had an eye patch and he was in Waterworld, he'd be great. I'm like, Roblo had an eye patch in Austin Powers 2 and he, he was did. the young number two. Yeah. And that they responded with, That'll be great. And I'm like, remember when Doctor Evil threw a giant ball at his head and he started crying?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kevin Costner like,
0: damn you, yeah, <laughs> no.
1: Wanna play with the big boy? <laughs> 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 and then he throws the, the giant globe into the thing and goes, yeah. Go. Uh, but yes, that's that's all I've been doing this week, playing video... We've been playing video games, Should we have another video game review this week. Yes, we do. That of the the likes of... Forza! 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 Forza Horizon 3. We bought it on Tuesday, we've played... You've played little. I've played very little. Uh, Maybe an hour's worth? Probably more than an hour's worth from where we we're up to. Hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Hour and five! <laughs> um, and yeah, but it's been crammed at the battlefront as well. Hmm. A busy week in the life of you. Yes, busy week. And by next week, I'll have Supergirl finished.
2: Well, I've been weeks. watching Jessica Jones, trying and, to catch yeah. up so what I can do get think? ready for Luke Cage, which has just been released. What do you think so far? So far, amazing. She's a baby, isn't she? Yeah, I don't know, she's all right. But the show itself is really good. How far are you into it? Uh, six, seven episodes, I think. Have they introduced uh, Kilgrave? Yeah, he gets introduced in the first episode.
1: Third episode. Third or fourth episode, he's in it in it. Not
2: like You mean seeing him, yeah, yeah. 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 What do you think of Kilgrave?
1: How good is David Tennant?
2: He's really good in it. The character itself as a villain is <laughs> such it just works perfectly. For like this world that they're trying to tell, where it's you know you got superheroes, but they're not so super. It's just they're
1: superheroes who just don't want to do any.
2: Yeah, it's like just that. very realistic, and it just works really well with the whole um, PI film noir kind of thing. Yeah, the intro is really cool as well. I like the, the the intro to the show. Yeah, I think they picked probably the perfect villain for mm. perfect actor David Tennant's great. Yeah, but the character itself as well, having a character that's not. You know, is is the perfect weapon against people who are super strong, like yeah. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Even Hulk, he could take out the Hulk. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's a great character, a great choice of villain. Great choice of
1: actor. Did you you've seen you didn't watch Daredevil, did you? You didn't like it. I tried. I think I watched about the first three episodes. The fir- the first season is the best one. Um, season two isn't bad, but like all the Punisher stuff for season two is perfect. The Electra stuff's a bit of a letdown here and there, but Season 1's mm-hmm. great, especially with Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, Vincent D'Onofrio's amazing.
0: Speaking of Speaking Vincent of, <laughs> yeah, he's in he's the also, eight, seven. yeah,
1: and we will go into that when, when, when we, we get to, to it. But I think that's it for catch-ups this week, because, you know, we work together, we play Xbox together, we live together, we ride together, we die together. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's go into this week's news.
2: Channel 4 News, with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor,
0: Ron Burgundy.
1: Alright, because I'm getting quicker at editing, I can just quickly edit that in. Good luck. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, Ian, would you like to start with news, or would you like me to start with news as freaking always?
2: You can kick things off. Oh, always. I always
1: kick things off. So, Sam Neill.
2: Yes. Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. Jurassic Park 3. He loves his pork. Event Horizon. Oh no, he was lamb, wasn't he? He was lamb. Was he lamb, or was he... I- I think he's Lamb.
1: Oh. Kind of and stuff. Yeah, I think it was Lamb. It's an Australian commercial with our Australian actor. <laughs> Who's Australian New Zealand? Thing. Is he New he? Zealand? <laughs> yeah, is <Bah>. New <laughs> I know Russell Crowe is. They can have him back. They can probably have Sam Neill back as well, to be honest. Sam Neill's pretty good. And yeah. That vampire movie he was in was pretty good. The Daybreakers? He hasn't with done Ethan much since
2: Jurassic Park, let's be honest. Um, Jurassic Park 3? Perfect. Amazing 10 out of 10.
1: Event Horizon is the only film where Sam Neill's a bad guy. Oh, interesting! I think good movie. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Neil confirms he's in Thor three. Thor
2: three. (laughs) Thor three.
1: Quote is: "I'm not really allowed to say this, and I can't tell you what it is. I did a couple days on Thor just before I came over here. If I he's speaking to someone else in an interview. If I say anything else, Marvel secret agents and they are lethal will come and get me and probably my children as well. Interesting. So we got Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neil. We could have Independence Jurassic Park Day.
2: Jeff Goldblum's in it. Yeah, Independence Jurassic Park Day. Hmm."
1: <laughs>
2: yes. Well, who's your speculation on who we might be playing?
1: No fucking idea.
2: Well, if he was only there for a couple of days, oh, I suspect I'll... it's probably just like a tease.
1: Either that, or he'll be one of those characters where, like, he'll be like the collector and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, sort exactly. Of thing.
2: That's what I mean. I think it's just gonna be like a tease character. Yeah, he'll do something. And people the, and in the nerd it. realm will know who it is. Uh, they announce it, and he'll probably just be for future references' sake, maybe in. Another movie upcoming. I don't mind. I think he's all right as an actor. I think he might even and his winery yeah. is fucking
1: awesome, and, and it's in New winery. Zealand. That that connects so many dots now. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't believe you didn't realize this.
1: My mum and dad took me there. It was great. Um, as well, the Russo brothers, directors of Civil War, have said why no Avengers died in Civil War because clearly we would go into the premise that someone would die or something would happen. And their response was, we talked about lots of potential characters dying at the end of the movie, and we thought that it would undercut the rich tension of the movie, which is Kramer versus Kramer. It's about divorce. If somebody dies, it would create empathy, which would change uh, change and allow for repair, and we didn't want to do that. The tragedy is that the family falls apart, not that the family falls apart, and then somebody dies. I kind of see what they're going with I see
2: where they're going. If you kill
1: someone off, they're like, shit, we've done bad.
2: Yeah. Well, particularly after... um avengers 2 where they made the decision to kill somebody off and it didn't really go down they killed killed
1: quicksilver because x-men's quicksilver is a hell of a lot better
2: yeah let's be honest way better but at the same time saying that i don't think it was killing quicksilver off that killed that movie that movie was failing in my mind way before that happened
1: there are some good things about that movie
2: yeah there are some it's not by any means a shit movie it's just not
1: it's just a repeat, but instead of aliens, it's
2: robots. Mm. It's only okay.
1: Yeah. Look, it's viewable. Like, if it's on, you're not going to change the channel if there's nothing else on.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: we got our first trailer-slash-clip of Superman and Supergirl working together for CW Season 2 of Supergirl. Now I'm about two episodes away from finishing <clears throat> Supergirl Season 1, and they did a Flash crossover, and that was fucking awesome.
2: They seem to be doing a lot of these crossover things. At the it's,
1: work- it's It's doing really, really well for them. So you've only, you've seen, you're still on Arrow Season 3, have you stopped that?
2: I'm still down? trying to go, slow to allow Jessica Jones into my life. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Flash will, will appear in about two episodes of that, and then Arrow appears in Flash episodes. So in this one they had the Flash appeared in Supergirl's show, but they don't share the same world, if that makes sense. Mm, so like, they don't yeah. talk about events and stuff. They're actually different universes, and the Flash runs into her universe. Interesting. So it's done re- the way they do so it. So Supergirl isn't in
2: Arrow's universe either, then. No. Nah.
1: So she's in her own one. Yep. But because the Flash can run into different universes, yeah. that, can, that can easily be how they. How Just they-
2: interesting. I wonder who else is in her universe. Does that mean Superman?
1: Superman is in her universe. Superman's not
2: in Arrow's universe, or do you reckon is- there yeah,
1: could be one in each? Well, we don't know that. We know that um, from the episode uh, that Supergirl has no idea who the Flash is. She has no idea who Green Arrow is, or Firestorm, or the Atom, or anything is. Um, So there will probably be some characters that either haven't been created or introduced as yet, or they're just not in it. But it was really, really cool, and they talk about, you know...
2: Interesting that they decided to take that avenue, saying that they're in different universes.
1: Because they were owned by separate companies. One CW, one was another. Mm. And now CW owns Supergirl.
2: Interesting choice, though.
1: So, yeah, look, um, so we had our first clip of Superman and Supergirl working together. Uh, the trailer shows a Metropolis and a, a space-like military aircraft falling from the sky, and it's sort of like a Times Square shot of in Metropolis oh, yeah. going, we hope he's listening. And of course, it shows uh, Tyler Hoechlin as Clark Kent, doing a, a bit of a Clark Kent goofy, talking, fumbling sort of look, and then he yeah. runs into an alley, does the shirt rip and flies off. But then it shows the exact same sort of thing in, uh, in National City, where Supergirl is saying, we hope she's watching, she flies out her, her window, and they both meet up to help this plane fall. And it's a really cool scene. It's like a little brief scene. Interesting. Um,
2: which I thought was fucking awesome. Did oh, it I, look good,
1: though? It, it looked it good TV, for TV. It looked good.
2: So, for TV, it looked good, or yeah. it looked good?
1: People are actually... Because this is only little clips and trailers and stuff. People are thinking that... I read this online. That they prefer Tyler Hoechlin already to Henry Cavill. Because he's more of that traditional Superman.
2: Mm. I mean, it's a a lot to
1: say, but... From a trailer, it's a lot to say, but he's, all, he's got that traditional sort of Christopher Reeve feel to him. Yeah. So which, you know, He doesn't have in the new films.
2: No, he doesn't, but there's a good reason for that as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: as well in other news, Arrow star Stephen Amell, an all-around great guy, I put that <laughs> in graphics, uh, has teased the 100th episode of Arrow with the possible return of Deathstroke. So he put some photos up on his Twitter, Facebook, whatnot like that, with himself with his arm around someone, and he's photoshopped a green silhouette with a question mark on it. And then one of the photos is him sitting on a park bench looking away and there's Deathstroke sitting next to him and he's not even looking at him. <laughs> so it looks like Deathstroke might return, but there's also photos of Supergirl as well. They're standing on, on the end of a balcony sort of looking out, so it looks like Supergirl might be in it. And, uh, and CW put a little video up of Superhero Fight Club. It looks fucking cool. Get Superhero get around Fight it. Club. Get around, it's actually pretty cool. It's all the superheroes like work together to fight like robots and stuff in like a da- X men Danger Room sort of thing. Okay. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. We might see if we can. We'll put share that it on our up. Facebook page. Yeah. You should watch it. You'll love it. We'll put the link up.
2: Yeah. Is it my turn for some news now? No. I'm no. sick of listening to you. You can we'll wait uh, We'll go back and forth. Go on. All right. <laughs> so, you and I, we're both a fan of this particular movie I'm about to talk about. It is a reboot. And it's about to be rebooted again. That would be The Mummy. Yeah. So. Yeah, all right. Yeah. This isn't breaking news, but it's something that. You might not, and many of our listeners may not have already known about it. I didn't know until you told me. Uh, Russell Crowe is confirmed. Rusty. 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 (laughs) Confirmed that he will be in the reboot of The Mummy. Can you stop (laughs) eating? What are you eating here? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. (laughs) I got a big bag. You're so fucking professional. Russell Crowe confirmed that he'll be in the new reboot of The Mummy. Please tell me he's a fucking extra or something. No, or... he's a main character. A main character. Um, you know what they're doing. Is he right? Benny? You understand what they're doing. I with have these... kids. <laughs> you don't have any kids, Benny. I might. <laughs> Please tell me he's Just, Benny. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, but you understand what they're doing in that that universe with The Mummy and they Oh, they're, they're making like or... an Avengers, but with old school... Old yes. school horror characters, yeah. Yeah. So in this reboot of The Mummy, mm-hmm. there is also a character from those old movies, and Russell Crowe is playing one of those characters. Who's he playing? Rusty is playing. Rusty's playing Rusty. Rusty <laughs> is playing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now that's cool. All I, I reckon, that's cool. I reckon that is a really that's good, good choice. I don't know how they're going to work that in together. Mm with the mummy story, I suspect he's probably going to be just Dr. Jekyll. Maybe we get doesn't a glimpse Do- of a Mr. Yeah, Hyde. Doesn't he, yeah, he'll trans- he might transform into him, might be a silhouette or yeah. a, little, a little Essentially, Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde, if you don't know <clears throat> who that character is, is the Hulk. <laughs> he
1: is essentially, he's a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, great film. Yeah, um, but that's it's, what it's, the
2: Hulk is yeah. based yeah. off. Yeah. Um. And on that as well, for those who don't already know, I believe you already know as well, but Tom Cruise is playing the lead in that movie. In the Mummy reboot? You, you I can tell from the look on your face you didn't know this. No.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he's playing the lead in that movie, Tyler Colt. Is he Colt. playing
1: a scarab? Because he's quite small. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's playing a character called Tyler Colt. So it's a different character as well to it's not Brendan Fraser's Freighton. character. Uh, and the Mummy is being played by Sophia Botella. Who's that? You don't recognise the name? <laughs> no. Uh, one of your favourite actresses. She's the Blade Runner. From, oh, from Oscar Pistorius, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. from Star Trek Beyond, she's the white alien whose character is whose name is I've Gates forgotten. Us. Um, <laughs> But my... the movie is due for release in 2017, and it's oh, already in post-production, so I'm thinking it'll be early 2017. I'm not sure on the date.
1: My question is, if if this is going to be like the Avengers of the the old school horror villains or horror characters. Um I real you were a bit of a meh fan of it but I quite liked it. I really hope they keep with Luke Evans Dracula because he was fucking cool.
2: Yeah, it was I it was Luke okay. Evans Dracula. It, to me it was only okay, but by no means was it bad. No. But having said that with some of these big actors jumping in on board now as well, mm. I'm actually getting a little excited for this prospect.
0: Yeah. Um a with female with, with,
2: Mummy you got Tom Cruise Rusty. Rusty <laughs> as, as uh, Jekyll and Hyde. That's actually pretty That's much, a very that's good casting choice, I think.
1: And you had... I can't remember the actor's name, but who was the original vampire from um, from Dracula Untold. He was Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. Oh. I've forgotten his name. So, yes. th- he's alive in it as well, so he could possibly be joining the crew. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Could be. So, you've got well, a, cool. a whole bunch of very interesting actors. And... Depending on it to me it still depends entirely on how well they tell the story though. Yes. But this'll definitely be nothing like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy movies. The first one was good. I remember my I remember watching oh, the original The Mummy th- Returns also was quite good.
1: I remember watching the very first one um with my my sister and it was the scene where Emma Tepp's running around the I think he's running around the pyramid raising the mummies out of the floors and the walls. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Go get them and they've gone and wake the others and just walked off <laughs> <laughs> So I remember just losing my shit because of that. Because it's like, go get them. No, we'll wait for the others first. <laughs>
2: I remember seeing it as a kid and the mummy... The sand. I was a very... Yeah, I was very taken by that movie as a kid. And it made me want to be an Egyptologist. Scared the shit out of my sister, that movie. You know what? But, yeah. Uh, after uh, that, I tried to learn hieroglyphics. That's how into this I was. I did the same thing. Yeah. But... I learned how to spell my name. Can't remember now. This is a bird... Yeah, I think there might be some water in there. <laughs> after the mummy returns came out,
1: we went to England shortly after for like a wedding. We had a free day in England and mum and dad said, what do you want to do? You can do anything in England. What do you want to do? And I went the National History Museum. So I can do the, the mummy too. How do they go to the History uh, Museum? yeah. And it was fucking awesome. That would have been great. I didn't leave the Egypt mm. e- exhibit. It was great. That would have been so good.
2: Damn okay. it. I wish I did that.
1: We can do it. You prick. You can fund us. We'll start a fundraising <laughs> campaign and we'll go in there. <laughs> yeah. Come on, listeners, get on board. Shaking is. Do it. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange to appear in the Infinity Gauntlet. Question mark? I actually, right, question mark. Benedict stolen de... my name, my news.
2: Is that on your news? Yeah, as it's right? on my news. You <laughs> New prick.
1: Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was asked if he would appear, and he responded with To get us all together will be. Or maybe you should say it like Benedict Cumberbatch. To get us all together will be qu- something quite. something. Nah, fine, fine. <laughs> Um Good try. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the character is being introduced, to open up a new chapter, so watch the space and see how it unfolds. So clearly he's not saying yes, but he's like,
2: yeah. Which is what I read as well, is that the rumour was that Infinity War will include Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, as well as the Avengers and the Guardians. I wonder if it's going to do the Defenders. I really hope they do the Defenders. I don't think that they will. I think that might be... A bit too much, but it could be Maybe something like that. Could be a, a if, later stage after. If the, the Avengers War. go
1: off world, the Defenders stay on Earth to defend it
0: because
2: mm. of their name. I doubt that they will, because mm. I don't think the Avengers are going to go off world for Infinity War. Yeah, I haven't read the book. I've been told to read it, but I can't read old books. Yeah, I I just highly doubt that they will. I think that it's more likely that the Guardians will come to Earth mm. than the Avengers will go off world. Apart from Thor, that is. Thor can, but I can't see the others doing it.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I can see Iron Man going with the Guardians because he's got a spacesuit, the Starboost. If you've looked at it, it looks pretty fucking cool.
2: Yeah, I still don't. I can't see that happening from Infinity War.
1: There's a series of books, I, look, I can give them new if you want to read them, um, but it's essentially Thanos attacking Earth sort of thing, and they split into little factiony groups. So, like, you know, Captain America's group goes here, Iron Man's group goes here, Guardians do this, and it splits between them as it goes.
2: It's a decent read. Decent. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: Um, you can go with your next news because I stole your Doctor Strange one.
2: All right. Well, my last piece of news. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was also already up on our Facebook page, which you may or may not have seen. Shakeners.
0: Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> the Lion <laughs> King live action remake is on in the works. So this is going to be done by John Favreau. Yes. Is that am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are. He's the director of Jungle Book, oh, um, man. Iron Man, He's also plays in Iron Man. Happy Hogan. For so I couldn't understand you because you had something in your mouth. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. Iron Man's bodyguard. Yeah, there you go. Who's going to be in Spider-Man? Oh yeah, we did say that, didn't we? Sometimes I forget what you say. Wow, well, go on. I have on. to listen to you every day. <laughs> but yeah, so it's getting a lot of mixed responses from everybody. Um, <clears throat> having seen Have you seen Jungle Book? I have It was on the plane back from Hong Kong And I decided I'll go on with the rest of my
1: life um, so, so you no. didn't watch it? No, the original and the, and the, the new one were on a, Okay on a, Well I haven't seen either It was really good Yeah? Yeah, very, very good Christopher Walken's in it That's the only reason why I wanted to watch it Was Christopher Walken
2: <laughs> Really? That is the only reason why I love Christopher Walken But you know who plays the tiger, right? One of my favourite actors Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah.
0: Idris, why? <laughs> Idris. <laughs> uh,
2: <dancer. laughs>
1: um, No, but I... I Christopher Walken, man. Yeah, Is Christopher
2: this... Walken was very good in it as well as... Uh, King Louis. King Louis. yeah.
1: yeah even I know that.
2: No, well, I, I forget the characters' ones. names. Well, um, I, it, was, it was actually really well done. Do I... I still... Because they had I'm the sure. human aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. You still had human characters in it. I'm still... Unconvinced convinced whether or not The Lion King's gonna work as live-action lions and stuff. You lose a lot of... But... Emotion doing things like that.
1: My question is, if you do a live-action Lion King remake, and look, it could very well work, and that, that's all good, well, and dandy, do you have the original voice actors from the animated? They're film? not gonna.
2: No way they'd do that. I think they'll be getting brand-new actors, which is sad, but... I... Uh, yeah. I reckon... If- because it's not that old. all. Oh, I think almost... If not all of the actors who did the voice acting are still around. Yeah. Jeremy Irons is now... I can't think of an actor that isn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeremy Irons, uh, James L. Jones.
2: Ron Atkinson. Fuck yeah, that's like Izazu. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched that for a while. I, I just like... They've every... got
2: a lot to compete with in this live action remake, mm. if you think about it. Every Amazing time... Amazing like... actors are involved in that.
1: Every time we talk about Jeremy Irons, my fiance goes, oh, that's and I'm like, no, mon, It's Alfred. <laughs> But,
2: yeah, that's... I'm pretty sure he's the villain from Simon, Die Hard 3.
1: <laughs> Simon Gruber. Mm-hmm. That's, Holy what, he, that's what he is. Holy Toledo, somebody <laughs> had some fun here. <laughs>
2: that's what he is to me.
0: Ooh. Oh. Oh, well,
1: well, look. An actor can be anything to anyone. That's a good thing. Do you have any more news?
2: I don't. Go ahead. Go on. Oh, say got... useless,
1: worthless news. Wow. Um, Cyborg to appear in the Flash film. Flash film was set after the Justice League film, so which will be in November last year. And the director, Rick Famuyiwa. sorry, I, I can't pronounce people's names. We I just it. love listening to you <laughs> try to do it, though. Uh, he tweeted a photo of the Flash script. Yep. So just like a little, like a piece of paper, like a book thing. Yep. Um, and he put a Flash vinyl pop on it saying like the Flash script. And you can see in the corner, there's legs on the other side of behind it. And it's a cyborg vinyl pop.
2: So people are just assuming...
1: It's cyborg's been rumoured for the Flash film for ages because he doesn't have his own standalone film so that he's going to be a supporting character in yeah. standalone films. So this is sort I of wouldn't a be surprised.
2: I think <clears throat> neither of them are huge actors so it's not breaking the budget yeah. in that aspect. Mm. Um, Storyline aspect, I don't think it'd be a bad thing either yeah, because he's... neither of those characters are too overpowering that you can't have them both in the one film.
1: I really just want to have a Green Lantern flash, because those two are best mates. They're good cop, bad cop.
2: Yeah. Would be good to see, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon.
1: Yes. No. Uh, I think it's 2020's, the Green Lantern film. Um, CEO Jeff Bewicks. Bewicks? I'm going to say Bewicks. He's (laughs) uh, Warner Brothers. Has come forward to shed some light on when fans can expect a Ben Affleck-led superhero film. Batman film. Um, it, Ben announced a Batman movie that he's going to direct, star and write for, and he thinks it's a year and a half out.
0: That's so very that a year soon. and a half
1: release or a year and a half of this is when we start filming?
2: Well, generally when they say a year and a half out, if they're saying to the people, that's from release. So that would be very, very, very fucking soon. <laughs> but,
1: <clears throat> um, I, I said this to a friend, I haven't said it on podcast, so none, no one else said this. Neither are you. Uh, when you watch the the Daredevil uh, TV series that Netflix does and the, the, the choreography and the fights and the camera work and everything yep. they do, that is a pure example of how you can do a Batman film with a lower budget compared to other films and make it look great. Like, he does this fight in season two down a building stairwell and he's beating people off, knocking them off the railings and the camera follows him. Perfect cinematography. Or I think it was the second episode where he's
2: fighting people through the corridor. Yeah. The camera moves, like, do something like that. Very, like, it's easy to do it on a low budget. Having said that, will Batman have a low budget? It won't. Yeah. It won't have a low budget because Ben Affleck's behind it anyway. So if worse comes to worse, he's going to throw his own money on it because his name's attached to it.
1: Well, you also said that you'd like to see uh, the Riddler for a Batman film, and yes. the actor uh, I've forgotten the actor's name, but he plays Sheldon Cooper in Big Bang Theory. Yes. Yep. He's said I- I'd be happy to play the Riddler in a film.
2: No, what would you think? If I you don't were... want him. Right. <laughs> no, because you know what I've seen some of the other things that he's done, mm. um, and he's Sheldon Cooper.
1: So he's like how Johnny Depp now is constantly yeah, Jack Sparrow. Yeah,
2: exactly. I I'm yet to be convinced, put it that way, that he can play anything that's different to Sheldon Cooper. Mm. In one aspect, he can definitely play Edward Nigma <laughs> Yeah, but as an interesting. And scary, in a sense, character. Um, no, I don't think he can pull off a demeaning and threatening villain like the Riddler should be.
1: Okay, well, that. Uh, I've got one piece of news left, and that's for our fans who who love their hot toys, their collectibles. People like me, who have a fuckload of collectibles. Uh, this week, Hot Toys revealed one a fuckload of new Star Wars figures. For Rogue One. So, New Stormtroopers, the Scarif Troopers, which are the, the sandy sort of color-looking ones. Yep. They revealed Darth Vader, which is a nitpick I'll actually bring up, which... Episode 4, Star Wars, he's got his robe going over his shoulder armor. And then 4, 5, and 6, it's under his shoulder armor. Okay. But the Rogue One armor, it's got it going under it. I'm like, we can't have it as a direct prequel before Episode 4, and his armor's different.
2: Mm, or his robe's a,
1: bit a weird. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and I'm like, that's just gonna annoy me, because... Yeah. Um but one of the big ones that I saw this week and I'm on the sidelines about getting it or not, but they revealed uh the Daredevil season two figure. Oh yeah. So it's essentially him in his actual Daredevil costume, not in his like blindfold yeah, that shirt piece of costume. Crap. Um he's got his fighting six that he gets as well. So
2: Oh cool, finally brought in the Filipino
1: fighting six. Yeah, he gets them in season uh, towards the end of season two of Daredevil. So he has just normal fighting Oh, he's got Filipino fighting six, but he's got his like his red one with the wire. Yeah. So, in the end of Season 1, he gets his costume. He's also just got the fighting sticks, like just plain wooden ones. At the end of Season 2, he gets his proper red one with the wire and
2: stuff. Interesting.
1: So, it's pretty cool.
2: You should check out Daredevil. I tried, and you Vincent. just said before that Season 1 was better, and I couldn't even get through Season 1. Because I just, I just can't get into the actor who's playing Daredevil. He just doesn't interest me. There's nothing... Nothing in there that attracts my interest.
1: Just either that, or find like a summary of season one video on YouTube, and then just watch the first four episodes of season two. The Punisher is so good.
2: I've heard very good things He's about the Punisher.
1: So good. Uh, but that is it for my news this week that I can see. Unless you have anything else. I like have to add? nothing
2: else. You've taken half of my news.
1: Half. I took one.
2: Yeah. Half. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into our next segment now.
1: Yes, you're going to do all the segment movements because I get them wrong every time.
2: Yeah, you do. Yeah. So we're going to move into our next segment now and that will be our review of Forza Horizon a tree. Forza Horizon Trey. tray
1: So this week, Ian and I both got a video game uh, by the name of Forza Horizon 3. Or tray. Trey. Or <laughs> what's, what's Spanish for three, Ian? Come on. Trey. Is it? <laughs> Un, dos, tres. <laughs> You have to look around the room. Uh, bureau Trio. No, yeah, Nubro <laughs> yeah, Trio. All you. right. Um, so Forza Horizon uh, is different compared to the original Forza games. So the original Forza games are, are like Xbox's version of Gran Turismo, the car simulator sort of racing. Yeah. Forza Horizon is more of a, not a simulator, but more of an arcadey one. Where It's more of an open world festival. So uh, every year or in the game's instance, every two years when the game comes out, uh, there is a Forza Horizon Festival, which is set within... The first one was the US Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. The second one was Italy and France. Uh, and then this one is set in Australia. And if I'm not mistaken, New South Wales, Surfers Paradise, Queensland as well. Because Byron, Byron Bay is not Queensland, is it? You don't know where anything is in Australia, I've do you? i
2: lived here and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone
1: outside Melbourne very often. Uh, yeah,
2: it's the problem is they've smashed so many. They've smashed places. a lot
1: of iconic places together, so you can go from Byron Bay to Surface Paradise in about twenty minutes. Yeah, it's, you can't in real life.
2: Well, not even twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, not even. Um, four and a half, depending on the car you have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but essentially, yeah. So, Forza Horizon is a open world, uh, racing festival game, and the third one is based in Australia rather than being a competitor in this festival you are the actual festival owner operator sort of manager uh, so you choose how the races go what cars go, in, and you race in them yourselves as well as you can join other people's games do free roam there is a campaign mode which is essentially just do the races here move on to the next area do the races here move on to the next area
2: yeah it's um it's like a free roam but driving
1: yeah you can't get out of your car yeah um but the cars you have in the game are brilliant You've got, I think, over 350 cars, you can customise fucking everything in the car, and the music is pretty cool. You can incorporate your own music into it as well. So we've been doing that for what we played some online last night. Uh, got some pros, got some cons, Ian. Do you, that's the premise of Forza, essentially, it's an open world racing game set in Australia. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pros-wise, mm. let's go to pros first, because I'm a, I'm a positive kind of guy sometimes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. But pros wise, this game looks amazing. It's fucking pretty. Yeah, these cars look real. Mm. Extremely well detailed. The sky. Everyone's talking about the sky. Everyone, yeah, because I
1: think they just put it, I think they, they went to all these areas like Surfers, Twelve Apostles, and they just put a camera and faced it up and kept it there for a couple of days and yeah. recorded it or something.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. It looks real. It looks great.
1: It's a very, very pretty game. Very pretty. Any other pros or just pretty?
2: Uh, yeah. It play. <laughs> look, it plays well once you get used to the controls. Because it's more arcadey as well. Yeah, exactly. It's more arcade. Like it's challenging at first. Don't get me wrong. You're going to be challenged by this racing game. It's not like a cart racing game where you're going to pick it up straight away. You get the hang of it. It's yep. going to take you a little while to get used to the controlling aspect of it. It's the this- the controls themselves are simple, but the actual way that you use them will take a little bit to get used to. Mm. Um. Yeah. So it plays well, it looks great, uh the music's great. The you know, it has some funny jokes in there every now and then. The sound
1: design is pretty good, like with uh, we've we've been playing with our gaming headset. And last night when you went up I put it on full because I did not have to listen to anyone in the chat. <laughs> and I just revved engines and it sounds beautiful. Yeah.
2: The amount of different <clears throat> engine sounds and not only that but the vibrations
1: yeah, the as controller. well.
2: If you play if you drive as a, in an old old 60s 70s muscle car Uh, the vibrations will tingle your fingertips because of the xbox one controller yeah uh the way that it's created and and then if you drive a more modern car with less kind of so to
1: speak you grip the road so easily
2: yeah and you'll get less vibrations in your controller Mm.
1: i think i just uh i remember walking off i left my car like idle and just left and i went and got a Another beer from the fridge, and I could just hear from the yeah. controller, I'm
2: "Like what's that?" I'm like, "That's just the engine going, whoa, 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 just, and vibrating yeah. the controller." Depending on the car, you have, it'll feel totally different.
1: Uh, so yeah, the pros in this game, the sound is awesome, the gameplay, even though it's a bit of a grip to get on, once you get the hang of it, you're fine. Mm. You're fine definitely not
2: as easy as it looks.
1: The uh, instead of with old previous racing games that we had on Xboxes, Playstations, Nintendo sixty four, you just had racer. Speed Racer or Driver X or whatever. Rather than that, in this game you have driver tars So if I'm playing my game single player, my character will appear in Ian's races if I'm not playing with him, and he will drive like how I drive. So depending on the car, I mean, I'm very aggressive if I'm in a four wheel drive, but if I'm in a sports car, I'm weaving in and out of out of everyone. so I've seen your brother.
2: Your brothers drive a around. A fair bit. How'd he go? He's a bit aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit... Um, I'm willing to bet that mine is as well, though.
1: Uh, well, look, to be honest, I get past yours pretty quick. Wow. As evident,
2: what would two... They're driver cars, though, so they're a bit dumbed down. Yeah.
1: We did two or three races last night, so what did you think of the um, the online doing the camp co-op campaign?
2: Look, co-op was...
1: It was good fun. Hmm. Um, the good thing is it doesn't matter who wins. Yeah, um, if you come last and your your teammate comes first, it still counts as a win towards
2: you. Yeah, it's kind of like you and me against as a team. the game. Yeah, <laughs> whether or not it actually is like I came last and one came and you came first. Yeah. So. Not by much though. For one match, I came first just.
0: Mm.
1: So I can't drive muscle cars. But either way,
2: it's That's a, a good... team. A team effort. You yes.
1: Know? Do you have any cons? <laughs> is there anything you're not a fan of with this game?
2: Yeah, so there are some not great things about this game. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: One of which I would say is that um, the world is not very inhabited. There's not that many cars in it. Yes. Which I would say is probably also because of the amount of detail they are put into these vehicles Mm. and the world itself, because it looks great. Yeah. I would say that that's why they've put less cars in it than there would actually be. Particularly around city areas and things. City areas
1: you're expecting uh, mm. gridlock.
2: Yeah, but somehow you can just magically drive.
1: That as well... Uh, um, yeah, sorry, go on with your cons, I'm have to my cons. <laughs> go on.
2: So, some other cons I'd have is that... If you're like me and you've never played a Forza Horizon game before... Still having a bit of fun with it. <clears throat> it's great fun. However, in saying that, there's very little... Very little guidance... That you'll get. You do get guidance, and you get a lot of... Well, it's mostly just somebody talking to you over the radio. And that's a part of the problem, is that this game isn't... It's not set out so easy that you can see what you need to do. The fact that they have to constantly have someone talking to you to tell you what you need to do, this is this, this is this, tells you that it's not very pick-up-and-play friendly. Um, It's not... You don't really get the grasp of what you're supposed to be doing in the campaign mode if you jump in. You kind of have to figure it out and pay attention to what they're saying you have to do. It's not common sense, and it's not... For those of you who are playing a driving game for the first time, yeah. Yeah, because it's an open-world driving game as well. Some places unlock, and you're not really sure where you're supposed to go first and what you're supposed to do. Yeah. it kind of just left on your own to, to just assume that you have to drive to this place and kind of choose which one you want to go to first which if you love making your own choices you'll love it Hmm. but if you if you want some kind of guidance and you want to know where you're supposed to be going you'll feel a bit lost going well nobody's told me where i'm going which one of these places on the map am i supposed to drive to yeah i'll give you that when you've never played the series before it's a bit It's a bit of a
1: what am I doing? Yeah. But then once you, yeah, it's sort of like the controls. Once you wrap your head around it, you'll be fine. Exactly. You'll be fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, One of the cons I have with this game is yes, you can do uh, online co op campaigns. So uh, I can join into Ingen's game and race with him and and score wins and victories for him, as he can do the same for me. Uh, The one thing I have a problem with is you can't do that straight away from when the game says go. Yeah. You have to do, I think it's two to three
2: festivals by yourself, which equates to probably about an hour. Or about an an hour. A, yeah,
1: about an hour's work, but which once is a lot
2: more than you would want. You know, you want to play. A race wanna, game you want to play friend, it straight you away. You want to play with your friends right away.
1: Yeah. So one of the uh, the issues I had was you have to do two to three racing festivals events by yourself before you can opt to play. Yep, cool. I want to play with friends and whatnot like that. And that and. The festivals that you go to, you start off in Byron, your, your car starts, you start off in Byron, so that's cool, and then your next festival is fucking ages away. Yeah. So if you're playing for the first time, you don't know how, you're, how to get there, where you're going, what you're doing. It's sort of a bit of, shit, that's so far away, and you can have, you very well might have the feeling of, that's too far, I can't be fucked, no, and just turning the console off. Yeah. Which was a worry for me when you was playing this, so I'm like, fuck, he's going to go from Byron to the middle of the desert, he's going to get too far. Yeah. But you did it. Good job.
2: Look, it looks a lot further on the map than it actually is as well.
0: Mm.
2: Probably because the map, the map itself makes itself seem a lot larger than it actually is, I get the feeling. Yeah. Um, when you look at the map, you go, ooh, that's pretty huge. That's a pretty big map. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was because it's kind of zoomed in. Mm. And then you realize how fast you can drive from... Pending the yeah, air, the car yeah, you have. From bar to Surfers on the map, which looks quite far away but you can get there in a pretty quick time, maybe like five minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, especially if you've got yourself an off-road vehicle. You don't even have to touch the roads. You can just go straight over the hills. Exactly. It can be even quicker. Um, so, yeah, it can be a little daunting for new players. Um, they've got a, a an option in this game where you can choose, instead of a radio station, you choose Groove Music, which is an Xbox app. So you can put music onto that and listen to your which own Which I haven't music.
2: tried yet. I, uh, did that,
1: I did that last night. How'd that go? Um,
2: Easy or was it a bit of a fiddle?
1: It's a bit of a fiddle. That's no problem because it's not a hard fiddle. Yeah. Um, but Groove Music is a Spotify, which of course you need to pay for. So really? they give you a 14-day free trial and then if you want to listen to your own music after that, you have to pay for it.
2: So even if you you can't, it's not like an iTunes where you can upload your own...
1: Well, apparently there is a way. I haven't seen it. I've heard that there's a way you can drag and drop music into a, into a OneDrive folder or something like yeah. that. and do it off that. I haven't seen how to do that. I can't really find anywhere how to do that. Um, so I'm using this Groove music for 14 days and when it says you want to spend $10 a month? No. Mm. I'll just have the, the radio off or plug in my iPod in my headset.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: So look, that's a con that a I have as well as uh, you have the cars that drive around, like the civilian cars. Have you seen what civilians drive in Australia?
2: But they actually drive or were they're driving the game both
1: yeah so what we actually drive is a mixture of holdens, fords, mitsubishis depending on the area shitty digi vans or <laughs> if you're in brighton porsches um, the civilian cars in outback australia are fucking honda civics and ford fiestas I found a dodge charger which was a honda, which is a civilian van so
2: it was like a bit strange but no. i mean i can understand honda civics and like a 2016 Honda Civic? Yeah, no, not, definitely not a new one. No.
1: I have found an old car here or there, like civilians driving them or van or something. But it's just like, you need a larger demographic of civilian cars.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a bit strange. Alright,
1: so with that, we won't go on to review of, of drinking if this was an alcohol or something like that. We'll just say,
2: if you own an Xbox One, would should you get it, yes or no? Ian, would you like to go first? <coughs> and look, after we've gone through the positives and negatives... Um, there are a lot of things that we haven't spoken about because we're just briefly looking at this game. There are a lot of other positives that we haven't even touched on yet, and this game has a lot of very good positives. Um, Say, like we did say, that it's quite a drive sometimes, um, driving from one place to another that seems like it's across the other side of the map. And one of the positives is there are so many... Because they've jam-packed all these different places in Australia into one smaller area, Mm. you constantly... Amazed by the scenery and the environments you get to drive through. Yes. Another positive that we hadn't really touched on yet. Yes. And for that reason I think this game has quite a lot of playability to say the least. It's Yeah, you're not going to get bored of this. Yeah, if you love cars and you love racing games Even if you're a casual racer this Even if you're is. just a casual kind of yeah, racing game player which I haven't played a racing game in a very, very long time. Mm. Well, played... I haven't bought a racing game in Myra a Mario really Kart doesn't count. Mario Kart doesn't count. It's a car racer, yeah. But the last time I played an actual game, car, racer was probably on PlayStation 1 or 2. I used to play the Need for Speed games. They were pretty great.
1: Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. When Need for hop, Speed was good. Shoot. Yeah.
2: And Underground, they were good games as well. So it's been quite a while for me. And jumping back in... In this instance, it was great. Okay. I would say this game actually did very well. It it does what it does, and it does it well. The mm. problem I have with it is mainly just around the fact that it doesn't explain itself very well. Yep. It doesn't tell you how to do things and what to do very well because it's jam-packed so many different options in that you almost have to take the time to go through all these choices of how to get into your vehicles... How to buy vehicles how to color vehicles how to upgrade a vehicle which, how you to vehicles, which i haven't even done yet there's just so many choices that you know it, to do all those things really takes away from driving yeah and in that aspect i don't really like that bit so much because you want to drive
1: there are some when you get to editing there are uh, mm. uh, upgrading a car there are things where it's like if you just want us to upgrade it you can if you want yeah. to, you can so that's the cool thing about as well
2: the, one of the other negatives I have with this game, um, yes, it did have bring in some new kind of game racing modes in where you get to go off road and do some interesting things that way. Yep. Do I still think that there's really enough different game modes in there? Probably not. There's no, you know, there's so many different things you can do with racing where you can have one car chasing down another. You can do cop cars. You can do. You get
1: you get the chase down races online, but not yeah single player. Yeah. There's
2: not much in the way of. Um, changing itself up that much.
1: Mm.
2: Could have done a lot more. Um, As if I had to say, is it worth the buy? Yes, if you like racing games. If you don't like racing games, look, it's a full-price game. There's nothing cheap about it. It Mm. looks good. But if you don't like racing games, it's probably not worth your money.
1: So do you reckon you've wasted your money?
2: Well, no, I don't mind racing games. It's for me. It just ha- I had to get back into racing games because I'd been a long time <coughs> since nice, I'd played them. Yeah, fair enough. If you like racing games, if you have ever liked racing games, I'd say give it a go because it's probably probably worth the money. Will I continue to play it for that long? I'm not sure because this is a peak gaming scene that we're going into. So we've got Gears War coming out in Very one week. One if week, your early access. Yeah, we are. Some people won't be.
1: Um cool so like Ian said yes it is it is going into uh, the gaming end of the end of the year but look I will say this is worth if you have an Xbox uh, and if you like racing games whether you be a casual racer or a uh, full-fledged redhead pick a copy pick a copy of this up Um, even if you're new to racing and you like a bit of casual you can put the settings on stupidly easy mode and you can actually still have a lot of fun with it on easy mode it can still be a little bit competitive Um, so I would say yeah if you're an Xbox owner and, uh, and you're looking for a bit of a change, something different from, uh, from Battlefield or Doom or whatever it is you're playing, mm. pick this up.
2: And that's definitely what it's good for. A yeah. bit of change.
1: Yeah, and look, the good thing is, is if, if you're having a gaming day with your mates online or, or whatnot like that, uh, and you want to change things up, Force is the way to do it, because you can play with, I think it's up to 14 people or friends online at once.
2: Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah. I will also say because this game's so pretty, go just make sure you have a really nice TV. Because I played on my really nice TV and it looked great. And then I had to move my Xbox back up to my not-so-great, pretty-small TV. And it's a bit disappointing now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you a new one. To make the most of it, have a good
1: TV. Yes. Yes. So that is it for our Forza review. Our next game review will probably most likely be Gears of War 4. Probably, will we? Yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. Sitting on the end of my seat.
2: All them feels. I I think I put up the video of the Gears of War. We're big Gears fans, so... Yeah. Fingers crossed this one can deliver on what we've been waiting for mm. But next Ian, would you like to take us into our next segment? Sure So we're going to move into our next segment uh, We've been putting some feelers out, asking some questions And we also put the poll out on Twitter About yeah. movies that we thought deserved a reboot or a remake So let's have a look, let's jump right in and see where we went Your friend Kyle
0: told me you don't understand the importance of voting Apparently you haven't heard of my vote or die campaign. Vote or die? What the hell does that even mean?
1: What do you think it means, bitch? So, this week, the theme this week, this weekly theme, this week, this theme. Again. Again. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) We are doing clearly the review of The Magnificent Seven, which is a reboot of the original film. So this week's theme is uh, Reboot Week. Uh, We wanted to know as well on Twitter and on Facebook... What TV series, what movie, what do you think deserves a remake that probably didn't get either the best rap the first time around or that it was actually a really good film or TV series and deserves a modern retake Yeah,
2: things that you just think, you know, this could be done really well if it was rebooted.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we put up on Twitter, we put a poll up saying, uh, what do you reckon out of these four below should deserve a remake? Mm -hmm. So we had Blade, The Great Escape... Dirty Harry, and the Firefly slash Serenity series, movie, whatever you want to call it.
2: Yeah, we piled them in together.
1: Yeah. Um, so we had Blade coming at no percent, so no one wants to see a Blade revert. Interesting. <laughs> they, no Considering
2: one... that it might be happening very shortly.
1: Yeah. But mind you, we didn't have that many birds. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we had Blade and Seren- uh Blade had none. Nice. Uh, we had Firefly and Serenity, 33%. Yeah. Those of you who don't know Firefly, um, get on it and then complain with the rest of us. That that there's no season two and that there should be a season two and yeah, it's great.
2: How many years has that been now? People have been waiting for that. Um, many, many years.
1: Two thousand and one it's been going and I just I want it back. So much. It's time to move on. <laughs> Your Game <laughs> Boy's lost. Yeah. It's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yes. So it's all that, over
2: now. I think if a reboot does happen, you might have those kind of actors return as other characters possibly, but uh, I think at this point in time, it's unlikely that the show will continue and it's probably more likely to reoccur as a reboot.
1: So many questions. No new answers.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so we had Blade, who no one wants a reboot of. Great Escape, which
2: is a Nazi concentration camp. Yes, yeah, so one. it's about... Our allies that were captured in a Nazi concentration camp and they perform a great escape to escape. <laughs> Fair and then Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, everyone loves Dirty Harry.
1: And you want Scott Eastwood to play Dirty Harry.
2: Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be great? It would. He looks like him. He's a good actor. Make it happen. <laughs> yes. But
1: we also had some suggestions. One of uh, a couple of our us. that's right. Um, suggested some films on Facebook. <clears throat> we had Dale, quote unquote. Who the fuck is Dale? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale, who uh, wants a Spider-Man reboot? Which is happening. Thank oh, God. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Thrice.
2: Uh, Jordan suggested Mars Attacks, the Tim Burton film. Yeah, I never really got into that film, but it does have a bit of a cult following going for it. So now this is actually a pretty good one from my good old mate CJ. Uh, Reign of Fire yeah that wasn't a bad film that wasn't a bad film I mean it wasn't by any means a great film <laughs> but but it has a bit of potential there to be more than it could have been. We had Barbie the Nutcracker a, a suggestion <laughs> <laughs> uh look and- who has that like we haven't seen these Barbie movies and we won't Wow, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
1: and then fucking I love this one. Preston suggested having Mortal Kombat.
2: No, I don't think I don't think that could work. I don't think it's gonna. I have seen the original. Did you watch the uh, the? Uh, I tried to watch that YouTube. The YouTube one, the Machinery ones, or whatever it was. Yeah, they were awesome. Mm. You don't think? No, not really. I think. They were awesome for fans, mega fans who wanted it. But, but uh, you gotta realize when you go to a TV show, yeah, you gotta you want a big broad audience, and you're not gonna get that. So, I just don't think it can be done. So we also had a, a list of of uh, shows that and movies
1: that you think should be rebooted that you have on your Widow West, my
2: witter West, your Winter West. What you got? So we've got a few here. Go through. Um, some of which um. Yours, some of which are my suggestions, none of which are really that amazing, <laughs> <laughs> but ones that we think, you know, we would love to see as a remake, mm. for one reason or another. So, the first one on our list, as we were talking about earlier in this podcast, Sam Neil and Event Horizon. Yeah. Look, it could be done. Um... Sci-fi horror movies, a hit or miss. I think there's always potential there with sci-fi horror. It just works because of the elements involved. The extraterrestrial stuff. Yeah, Event Horizon had some things going for it, which (coughs) would be great redone. Um, Having said that as well, I think you could incorporate those same elements if you were to make a live-action Dead Space movie.
1: Yes. I would prefer a Dead Space film. Yeah.
2: And if I were to take a creative approach, I would prefer a Dead Space movie as well.
1: What else have we got in your Widow Wist?
2: More on the list Buffy the TV series. Another Josh Wishon TV series. Yes. Um, awesome show. Never really got into it. I watched it when I was a kid. And then, once why it did you left watch it stra- when a kid, Ian? Because it was so good. Oh, yeah, Just okay. quality. <laughs> 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 Nothing at all to do with good looking women. But I rewatched it again when I was in year 12. A terrible decision because it meant that I got absolutely no study done whatsoever. <laughs> but I rewatched the entire series and it was great. Was it? It was really good. And as a remake, I think it could be done I like really well as well. I liked Angel. Angel was never as good as Buffy though. But it was alright. It was never as good as Buffy. It was alright. It had both. And a reason that I think that a Buffy remake TV series could be done well. It was originally a movie. It was originally a movie, which wasn't that great, in my opinion, but some people did love it. Mm-hmm. But the evidence that I will use to say that a Buffy TV series can be done well yes. is actually a TV series that I'm watching at the moment, Jessica Jones. So you think having like a dark, grungy film... I think liking- that is evidence, the amount of people who are watching that, or watched the first season... There was only one season, just in yeah, joke, yes. only one series. Um, shows that people are willing to watch these kinds of dark, gritty TV shows. Hmm. And it's got a similar kind of aspect in that it does have that dark, gritty element, but it also has some comedy bits thrown in every now and then and, and tells a good, interesting story. It's just very similar in the feel, atmosphere, and overall quality to a Buffy TV series.
1: Okay.
2: And that's why I think it can it can be done. It can be done! <laughs> okay. What else you got in your widow Uh We've got Blade. Skip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Firefly. Gone through that. Yeah. The Godfather. Don't hate us. Well, <laughs> <I> hate him. <laughs> Don't hate me. I told you not to put it on here. People were going to get up. Did I put The Godfather on the list? Yes, you oh, did. All right. Um I'm but
0: sorry to <laughs> our listeners that I got it wrong. <laughs>
2: Look, the Godfather It could be done. It could be done, don't get me wrong. But we have the technology. Yeah. It just has a lot of love behind it that you're fighting to compete with. If yes. you would if a remake was gonna be done, it would have to be done with some very heavy hitting uh action cast and an amazing director so yeah as soon as you make a Godfather maybe a sequel or reboot yeah that's a lot to compete against put it that way it next on the list whist? Jaws speaking of Shark Week mm. I am unconvinced that this can be done after watching The Shallows uh... but you really like The Shallows I
1: liked it, I will probably buy it. I won't buy it straight away, but I will buy it. And then I will hand it to
2: people saying, watch this. There's yeah. some great um, camera shots in this. So you think Jaws can be done? Well, it, I if, think if, you'd if you, be more if you, willing, I think it'd be more chance of it working if it was actually a TV series at the moment. With the... with Yeah, yeah okay. With the, well, the way that... TV is so popular at the moment and everything.
1: But that's the thing, though. Look, if they turn it into a TV... With a, with a movie, you get an ending.
2: Yeah, exactly. With a TV series, you don't, really. Exactly. You would have to take the same element as the original movie and having a team of people going out to hunt this thing. Yes. Um, and you'd have to know that you own... Maybe a mini series more than anything. Maybe a one-season kind of thing. Cause like you're a need Stranger Heavens. Yeah. Yeah, we have an ending at the end of it, because, let's be honest, you can't have a shark movie and not have the ending. Yes. So, yes, that's that on your widowies. Next on the list,
1: The Matrix. Did you know? Oh, here we go. No. No, I do do it every time you say that line. What do you say? Go on. My mum helped film that film. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you though? Yeah. Helped, film uh, helps with the ladies. Hooked, line, and sinker. Oh yeah. I uh, we asked mum as well, saying uh, me and my brother, like mum, why didn't you get Keanu Reeves autograph? She goes, I don't want that
2: ugly fuck's autograph. Wow. <laughs> my mum's response. Wow. Shun your mother. Shun. You did that. But either way, The Matrix Thanks. can it be done as a remake? I. Well, I have a TV series for that. Yeah, a TV series for that could work
1: as well. A Netflix grungy TV series.
2: Yeah. I think The but Matrix... If, but if
1: they do it in modern times, like how do they get out of The Matrix because there's no pay, for, pay, pay fans around? So They'd have, they have to find another this way.
2: Snapchat filter. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly Snapchat out of here.
1: <laughs> or Meow. or take, a, take a photo of their food or something like that.
2: Yeah. Quickly beautify. Ooh, do,
1: do, do. Or VR helmets. That's how they get out. Oh, they VR put a VR, VR helmet yeah. on and they're gone.
2: Yeah, I think that in, and... Or inception could be done as a tv series i know you don't like inception but fucking deal with it all right it was good you're the you're the one man on that little island you know what the rent's cheap
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have to share
2: yeah look matrix i think it could be done with our modern graphics and everything it has an amazing world and a great story to tell Mm. um i think it would probably need to take a whole new approach and probably not follow Neo. I, but I would still l- have those elements there.
1: I would like to see because look, the Matrix is based in the nineties um, to early two thousands in relation to the events that unfold in the film series. Yeah, I would like to see these people who are free on the outside going back into the Matrix. What they were doing in say the sixties? That would be cool. It'd be interesting.
2: That would be a cool way of doing but, it. But mm, it's like a '60s version of it. Yeah, how do you do that though? When it's supposed to be like because
1: you get yeah, you've, you've got the time era sort of thing. So like your, your movies are your your cyberpunky sort of look to them with the coats and stuff. But then you can have like the the sort of a James Bond sort of feel or vibe to it, and that way you've, you're not going. So how too does far that with work
2: the... with the technology? Because it's about Essentially, Skynet.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you've got the Skynet part there, but in the Matrix, at okay. That time so in the Matrix is like the seventies or the
2: sixties or something. Okay, that's what I'm meaning. Be not, not, the, yeah. not, yeah. The, the the real world is it's, mm, it's is still it's, a couple of years behind us. Yeah, yeah, um, but
1: like the Matrix timeline is the seventies or eighties or something. Mm. It'd be interesting. That's that would be something cool. It'd
2: be interesting. Because then that see, way
1: yeah. you don't have an issue with technology, like because there's no payphones around anymore, but there probably was in the seventies and eighties. Mm. So that work. That's Good that's, worth, that's my
2: suggestion. Yeah, I mean there are definitely options there. The Matrix, look, it has a great story, it has a great world. It'd be a shame to never have anything more Matrix related in the world. <laughs> They're great movies. I'd Very hate to movies. see it die and nothing ever happen again. Yeah. Well, well, the first one's still the best. Yeah, well, by a mile. Uh, Next on the list, one of your picks, so you can justify this one, Die Hard. Look,
1: (laughs) get rid of the fucking sequels that they're doing now. Yeah. Just leave them as one, two, three, and look, four is a special edition, like, (laughs) or something. Um, You don't need to worry about number five. But look, I would like to see, like, if you did a Die Hard film, uh, but look, It's it's becoming a common thing now. If the John McClane character was a female, that would be cool. Um,
2: Be interesting. Um, Look, I'm kind of against everything that's been happening at the moment. With let's just get rid of all the male characters and put an all female cast in because I don't see a purpose for it. Other than the fact that. But I, I want an action film like Die Hard, that
1: has. Just the main chicks are female. Like everyone else can yeah. do You can still have the Hans Gruber as a dude. Yeah.
2: Look, like I, th- I think that um, a Die Hard reboot could be done, and not necessarily telling the same story as the original no. Die Hard movie, no. but, hey, but having a totally different, different character. You don't need to have John McClane, but no. that same premise mm. of a person who finds themselves in this situation and just blows everyone out of the water. Yeah. What, what else um, next on the list, Indiana Jones. The reason we put this one on the list, even though there is a new one coming out, with is it got Sharia Rebooth? I don't believe so, but it definitely has Harrison Ford in it.
1: Harrison Ford actually enjoys doing those. I'm fairly sure.
2: Yeah. Well, look, I don't know if he should be anymore. <laughs> I you love didn't like him. in episode I seven. love Harrison Ford. You didn't really... No, look... I liked him in Episode 7. You just thought he was an old, like, he's all the shots, he's just old. He's old. He can't run. And these characters, like Indiana Jones, is an active guy. And that's why I think a lot of people said, hey, Chris Pratt would be a good Indiana Jones. That was just after
1: Guardians, I think, people were thinking of that.
2: Yeah. That's a
1: good idea.
2: Um, look, a young Indiana Jones and rebooting it isn't a bad option. People nah. love Indiana Jones. And while you've got an actor that people are actually openly saying, hell yeah to... It's a shame to say no, no, no. We're just going to put an old man back in it again who can't run.
1: Yeah, either that or you make Indiana like there are certain scenes in Episode Seven where like there's a stormtrooper coming
2: up to this island and he doesn't even look and just shoots and he hits it. Yeah. So like being that sort of cocky you have to have those it. kinds of elements because it, it's mm. the character, but at the same time Indiana Jones does a lot of running and jumping and yeah, it's it's too much to ask and it's not particularly as entertaining having. Harrison Ford in it Who can't do anything anymore uh, mm-hmm. Apart from actor, Well don't get me wrong He's an amazing actor But the physical side of things He can't keep up Okay What's next in The West? Next in The West, Another one of your choices Commando. Now look, this is on my list. because I, I don't was, think it, I should even bother doing a remake. You did like Commando. It, look, I didn't really like it that much. I didn't hate it. It's a fucking great it's film. It's got no interesting story to it. There's nothing special about this movie at all. And for that reason, it's not memorable and should not be remade. <laughs> you, Blasphemy. <laughs> you need to earn your remix.
1: <laughs> Commando's a great film. But yeah, this did make my list because, uh, like I've said, I was listening to the back catalogue of Spike puns and Commando's on there. It's a great film. It's a really good film. Tell me the story and tell me why it's a good story that deserves to be rebooted. Ex military guy, sort of like command, well, a commander, uh, a specialist, uh, has his daughter kidnapped from him and mm-hmm. is told, You need to go execute the president of this country. If you
2: don't, your daughter will die. Mm-hmm. And Not particularly new or interesting, storyline wise. Well, back in the 80s it was. Um, it wasn't there? But... Mm. So
1: then uh, he. In, Gets on the plane to go kill the guy. He gets off the plane at the last minute and decides to
2: actually go find his daughter and kill those who have taken him, and it's awesome. It's got some great fight scenes. It's got great action in it, but action isn't a reason to reboot something because you're not going to do a shot-for-shot remake, so the action is going to be totally different. You you don't need to do, say, a shot-for-shot remake. The action's going to be totally different if you reboot it, though. So you're relying on the story and the premise of the movie to be enough to justify reboot. Yes. And you think the story justifies a reboot, even though it's essentially the same as Taken. Ooh, it's better than Taken. <laughs> it's the original Taken. Yeah. You know well, what? it's not you to know be done. Liam Taken's Neeson out now. gave
1: those fuckers a chance by saying, if you let it go, nothing will have to do. And he goes, I don't care if you let him go. Remember how I said I kill you last? I fucking lied. Fuck you, Sally. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's I, just, I just don't think it's worth a reboot. But how well did Taken do? It? And Taken is, like you said, the same premise. Yeah, it did really well because of Liam Neeson. Who are you going to have in Commando?
1: I don't know. Exactly.
2: Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. No. Totally different kind of character. Anyway. After you're that on your widowist. You uh, Dirty Harry. So we spoke about this. Yes. And we both agree. It needs to be done. So do it. <laughs> well, I, I still think the original hold up. You've got The Great Escape yeah. on there twice. The Great Escape again. Chris. I am concerned on your last one.
1: The Fugitive. The Fugitive? Yeah. The Fugitive. Not the fugitive. Fugitive. The fugitive. You're adding a T in there. Fugitive.
2: There is a T in it.
1: In the fugitive?
2: Yes. Fugitive. No, you're saying fugitive. No, fugitive.
1: Fugitive.
2: Fugitive. Fugitive. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Coos,
0: coos.
2: (laughs) It's fugitive. Fugitive. (laughs) You say it. Fugitive. Is that different to what I'm saying? I don't believe you. Either way, look. This movie actually has, I think, a really interesting plot. Go through the plot. So the plot of the movie. Like having the janitor from Scrubs. Mm. Another, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Another Harrison Ford movie. Where's my (laughs) frame? Yeah. Well, a man is framed for the murder for the murder of his merger. The merger of two companies. The merger of two companies. For the murder of his family. I think it's his whole family. Or is it just his wife? I've forgotten now. Either way, he's framed for the murder of someone in his family. um, And he's arrested and found guilty in court. Okay. There is a kerfuffle of some kinds and he manages to escape and becomes a fugitive. (laughs) With Tommy Lee Jones on the helm of chasing him. It's an interesting story, because it's kind of got not just the action element, but also the element of him trying to prove his non-guilt. So, okay. it's got a little bit of a um, detective side to it, where he's gathering this evidence and finding out what actually happened. This, uh,
1: this, this look, It sounds like a good film, but as soon as you said it gets framed for uh, murder... But he didn't actually murder. It reminds me of that
2: film. Film with uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and I think it's Double Jeopardy. Did you ever see Double Jeopardy? No, I didn't. It's, uh... Was that before or after it? Either way, it's not as good. Everyone knows the Fugitive. Yeah, but you don't know. He Double jumps Jeopardy. out of waterfall.
1: Ian. Oh yeah, the Fugitive is actually a big film. Seems you type in Tommy Lee Jones, the Fugitive. See? Fucking told you can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm fairly sure it's
2: Double Jeopardy. And it's got yeah, it that, sounds like another name. It's got that actress in it. It's going to drive me fucking nuts. But I don't remember what it's about, so
1: I don't really care. Ashley Judd. Woman framed for her husband's murder. Suspects she's still alive.
2: She's been framed for a crime she hasn't committed. And her husband's actually alive. Oh, well, it's a bit different. This is about a guy proving his non-guilt and finding out who actually did it. Hmm. So it has some action elements, but it's more so the the point of, you know, finding out what actually happened and done in modern times. I think there's it has the potential to actually be written really well in gathering that evidence and working in the shadows while being chased. I think it could possibly even be done better than it was. Possibly, possibly from a storyline point of view only. Hmm. Hmm. Don't ask me who would play it or who would direct it or anything, but Chris I'm just Pratt saying as Harrison Ford. <laughs> just Chris Pratt, <laughs> just for Chris Pratt and everything—it's all good. But look, I just think there's uh, potential there. Speaking of Chris Pratt, mm. so I don't think there's any others on the list, is there? No,
1: no. I think we might move into our anticipated movie review. Yeah. Hmm. Mm.
2: The hateful eight. <laughs> Fucking hate you. The ridiculous six. The stubborn nine. You could
1: have named another western film like the good the bad and the ugly or the unforgiven or fistful of dollars or something but you know
2: you're neither good but you're definitely bad and ugly. And just like that we're going to go ahead and move into our review for this week and that is The Magnificent 7. Johnson,
1: what did we see this week? We just said it. <laughs> I know. Um, and you probably just heard a trailer. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I like it every time we've... We haven't done a movie review, I don't think, since The Shallows.
2: I don't think we have either.
1: So, every time we do a movie review, I get you to give us a, plot, a, s- a quick
2: plot synopsis. Yeah, because you don't want to do it yourself. No. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven is about a town... Which has been overrun by a, I'd say, a gang. Let's say a gang.
0: Yeah, we'll go with that
2: A malicious, that. stupendous mining tycoon. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the town, sick of his shit, decides to hire some guns to protect them, to fight off these baddies because mm-hmm. they can't do it themselves with their pitchforks and fire torches. Next they come out with pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's basically the entire premise is that it's about these seven guns for hire who come together to protect a town. Yep. Yep. That basically Yeah, that's up. pretty much it. Starring Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt and some other people. Uh, you have Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke,
1: Mr. Ethan Hawke, yep. Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> bai Hong Lee. <laughs> Manuel Garcia Ruffalo.
2: Martin and Misa, Haley oh, Bennett and. God, it's entertaining to listen to you try to speak.
1: <laughs> Miracle worker over here. <laughs> uh Haley Bennett and Peter Sarsgaard. So, Peter Sarsgaard as the villain. He was pretty good, I liked him. Really? Eh. Okay. Eh. Eh.
0: Eh.
1: So let's go through your pros. Give me
2: compliments. I said give me compliments.
1: My pros. Well look, we're gonna say spoiler territory right now.
2: Are we? Yeah, spoiler territory right now. Alright. This movie came out originally in the 60s. Yeah, so... Probably earlier. And probably one of the cons that I'll mention later is that there's not much left to spoil. Yep. So... Pros. Pros. Everybody knows that I love to say this word, action. (laughs) (laughs) Action, action, action. Action, 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 man. Uh, Well-devised action sequences... They are really well put together. Very entertaining. Um, And it kind of mixes it up a fair bit as well. It's not too... You don't really get bored of it because something happens in a new way Mm. quite often. They bring something new in often enough. Yeah. Um, That's one of my pros. My next pro would probably be the fairly good acting. And the reason I haven't said amazing acting is because there isn't any standout amazing performance in this with possibly the exception of one character, in my opinion.
1: Um, you, can, you can say your character.
2: Yeah? Yes. Alright. My standout character from this film isn't Chris Pratt. Of course it's not. It's not Denzel Washington. Of course it's not. No. It's your mate Gattaca. Ethan Hawke as Goodnight.
1: Yeah. He was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And the reason for me that he was a standout is because not just his acting performance, but the way that character's written in general. He has PTSD from the war. And it, I think it really works well with this story, which is all about glorifying Western shootout violence. Okay. And then you've got this character with PTSD who can't shoot. <laughs> Refuses to shoot anymore Refuses because shoot. he's just haunted by the death. Okay. Um, <clears throat> My last pro, or one of my last pros that I'd like to mention, ooh, is obviously Chris Pratt. I have to put him in here somewhere because he's great. Um, He's... Sadly, one of the only funny characters in this movie. Really? There were moments that were... Heh <laughs> heh. But <laughs> nothing like... No. Nothing like Chris Pratt funny. Okay. Um, he was basically the entertainment side yeah. of this movie. Let's be honest. Okay. Um, and my final pro... My last but not least pro... Is that... And I think it's a pro. In my mind it's a pro. In this day and age, every movie that comes out they allow the open end for sequels. Yes. And because we're not doing spoilers, fuck it. It doesn't leave it open for a sequel. No. Half of can- them get killed. Yes. Which is the same as the original, I believe, from memory. Uh, and it's it's actually a good thing because it it's a story in itself and it doesn't you don't, you don't need, need a sequel. You don't need a sequel. Which is a very good thing. Cool. Do you want to go into your pros?
1: My pros. uh, Previous cowboy films that we've had in the past three to four years have been essentially Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, pretty much. They've been all long story, and then when the guns come out, it's blood spurting out of every orifice. Yeah, it's great. What I liked about this film is, yes, it's a cowboy film, yes, it's got action, but it's also, like, if, if I had a 10-year-old kid and they wanted to watch this, I'd be fine with it. It's it's a family western. If, if I would, not, like, family being, like, everyone can sit around and watch it together, but it's, like, yeah. I can take a 10-year-old kid to see this and they'll enjoy it. Like, it's not too Yeah, gruesome. it's
2: nothing too serious. And... Yeah.
1: So that's a pro for me. Uh, the acting, I thought, was actually really top-notch. One of my
2: favourite characters, mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio. I he, he was the him. other one who I thought had some funny moments in it, but he wasn't... Yeah.
1: He's, 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 he's more of a simple simpleton. Yeah. But he is he's, he's the heart of the group, sort of thing. Like, you've got, you know, your smart ass, which is your Chris Pratt. You've got your quiet one, which is Goodnight and Billy with the knives. Um, but the heart was just Vincent D'Onofrio. And they have the, the essentially, like, the day before uh, the mining tycoon's army comes to attack the town, he's like, I would not want to die with, with such people I respect as much as you guys. And the way his voice works as
2: well is really cute. Like, how he, he just talks
0: like this. And he's just this Which huge dude with a beard. kind of
2: gets annoying as well.
1: I thought it was awesome. That.
2: I thought it was really interesting choice. And I, I quite liked it. And it made him have some really funny moments. The introduction to brutal. his character was great. It's like, yeah, we've killed him. He's his rifle, And then you just see him come running down the mountain with a fucking hawk in
1: his head. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Out of him. So, yeah. well, I thought he was cool. Um, the action... Yeah, it was great. Um, I liked how there was no, there wasn't a character of like you know. There's a female lead. There's no sexual tension, or they're gonna get together at the end of the film sort of uh, thing. I found.
2: you don't think there was between her and Chris Pratt? No. Shooting sequence. No. When yeah,
1: but she she had scenes with uh, you know she was admiring the the Indian guy. Who got is on the when he was getting on the horse, she was like looking out the window, and I'm like, "Cool, I seen a sexual tension." It's not all that
2: sexy. And, I don't think it is either, but I still think they tried to hint at something between her and Chris Pratt. Yeah, your husband just died and you just go get Chris Pratt two days later? Well, Um, it's happened in movies. (laughs) Um, I thought it was
1: cool. Uh, I like Chris Pratt's character. I found him, I reckon a lot of his character inspiration, or some of his character inspiration at least, would have been Han Solo. You reckon? That scene where Denzel Washington comes in and he shoots the, the barman and he shoots all the people around him, like the hand and this and that and stuff like that. And Chris Pratt um, goes to pull a gun out to the guy next to him, and yeah. he's sort of sitting on a slant like this, and then, uh, and as he puts it back, his his gun's quickly back in his holster. So I, I found a lot of his mannerisms were a lot like Han Solo. Like yeah, he'd stand on I think a he slant. also got
2: yeah a lot of inspiration from the original Magnificent Seven movie because mm. oh yeah, he essentially, if you think about it, plays I don't know, I'm sure if he actually does it or not name wise, actually, to be honest, I should check this, but he essentially plays the coolest actor in the world ever. who's now passed away, but he's known as being the coolest guy ever. And? And I've forgotten his name. So edit this John out Wayne. so I don't sound stupid. John Wayne? No. Uh, Clint Eastwood. No, what's his fucking name?
1: Do you want to look for it? Yeah, please.
2: He's from the Great Scape
1: as well. Alec Guinness.
2: <laughs> edit this bidet so we don't sound stupid. <laughs> no,
1: I like us sounding stupid, either. makes us it sound Steve McQueen. Thank you. You are welcome. Yeah. Um, Steve McQueen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So look, I, li- I like the film. Uh, I thought uh, the action was great. I love the villain. Um, when you first introduced to uh, to the villain, I'm like, is that the bat? Is that the is that the actor who plays the bad guy in Green Lantern? I'm like, I like him as an actor, but he was horrible in the Green Lantern film. And then this, he was like, you can't like him. Mm. He was really, really good. Especially the ending, I thought was really good with uh, his characters
2: I didn't think Penny. he was anything special
1: I liked
2: each to their own uh, yeah Ethan Hawke did awesome Vincent D'Onofrio
1: loved him Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt Yeah. Denzel Washington was pretty good I didn't mind him actually Denzel and, Washington eh he was, he was only okay to me but the scene where they first walk into town there's 22 guys and they take them all out and they're all fine that was a great scene that was fucking awesome yeah so yeah. Well that's my that's my pros. You can you can go near cons now if you like. Ready for cons? Yes.
0: Disappointed!
2: Are oh. you sure you're ready for this, Shelly? <sighs> yes. Go on. My main point about this film in terms of cons is little risk, little reward. Okay. Little because right. this film just didn't take any risk, it had no origin it. Originality to it. It didn't try to add its own flavour to it. Okay. Um, it didn't try to be creative in terms of the scripting and or cinematography. Okay. So it was just bland. It could have been... They could have easily changed the story slightly, but still keeping the same premise. Because <laughs> Magnificent Seven isn't about where it's set. It's not about... Anything other than the fact that... You think that it could have been like modern day Magnificent Seven? didn't have to be in modern day, but they could have done something original to it. They could have done winter instead of having it in a desert, in a town that there's nothing special about it at all. There's nothing... Oh, okay. There's nothing particularly standout about it. Mm-hmm. They've basically copy-pasted the script. copy past <laughs> copy past Okay, what else? Um, another- particularly the cinematography as well. I can't think of a moment in that where I've gone, "Oh, that was really cool cinematography." It was just stock standard shots. They weren't by any mean bad. Like they weren't bad. No. But there was nothing in it where I went, "Oh, yeah, that was a really cool shot. That was really creative of them." No. It kind okay. of just went, "We're making Magnificent 7. We're going to make it a modern action." And nothing else original to it. Okay. Yep. Okay. I can't think of any shots or anything that. That's yeah, weird. exactly. Particularly, you know, like you said before, with all the westerns that have come out recently, they've been Quentin Tarantino, so they're all about cinematography essentially. Yeah, and that's what you're competing against. Yeah, that's what people are going to automatically compare it to. So try to be good. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> another con I have. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Or. Mm-hmm. Well, Tell me, see if you can actually tell me this. Okay. What were the character's stories? What were their backstories and reasoning that justifies them giving their lives in this circumstance?
1: Uh, Chris Pratt's character...
2: Wanted uh, his horse back. <laughs> nah. Tell it, me I'm wrong. Did he not do it to get his horse back? Well, yeah, he did
1: start to do it to get his yeah. horse back. Yeah. Um, but and I then, feel like he's... Because he was asking the film, "What? how are you in on this? And he's just like, there's nothing going on with my life. He's essentially gambling, drinking, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, so, there's, so no, uh, there's
2: no good reason for him to give up his life. Give his life purpose. That's one. Denzel Washington's is... Give his life purpose? Yeah. He's fucking killing himself. And he does, essentially. There's no particular reason in this that you go like, oh yeah, that justifies blowing yourself up. For yeah, his but, horse? Definitely not. It for it a life purpose. Because for, for the- he had nothing else going for him. In- i got nothing going for me. I am just blowing myself up. And it's the West. There's nothing going on for me. <laughs> Terrible. Well, that's my response
1: for him. Uh, Denzel Washington, it's a bit of a revenge Denzel story. Washington yep. is
2: probably the exception.
1: Um, look, for Vincent D'Onofrio's character, I would say his his, his family and his kids are
2: gone. He has he's nothing, to live, for, he's got so nothing to live for, so I can see a little bit in that. And he's like wanting to protect others' families, yeah. so that's... I mean, you, you're you left to kind of read between the lines for him as well. Yeah. It, you don't look, get the screen told, was not him as much as it did. Yeah. Life. You don't get told anything about him that makes you go, ah, oh, now I understand why he's doing this. The you t- kind of just left to link it.
1: The Texican? Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to be a wanted man anymore. So yeah, he was told if so he So he
2: just decides to kill himself, essentially. He survives. He does. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, we're already in spoiler alert. Yeah, sure. Um, so, but there's... Look, Look, Still, do this. Yeah, you're no longer he went man. and he stayed there, knowing that he was more than likely going to die. So essentially, he is killing himself.
1: Look, well, you look. If you're hanging out with six other dudes for three soul weeks,
2: you're going to build a relationship with him, mate. Yeah. After three weeks, you're going to want to die. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to it's be a wonder West, man. It's
1: the West End. There's nothing else to do. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, your justifications aren't going so well. Keep going. Uh, good night, and Billy. Mm.
1: Good night is mates with. Denzel Washington's character. Yeah. So he was like, "Yep, cool, I'm down." And Billy goes wherever he gets. And that justifies giving a you your you up. You got, you got, You're not
2: making a good point got, here. You got
1: there's
2: PTSD. Look, no well, there's no. There's no good point. It's the West, Ian. Look, this <laughs> is, it's <still laughs> the West. It's <laughs> the West. This is the problem I have. Out of the seven characters, look, I'll give you two. <laughs> I'll give you more than two. I'll give you two that actually. You go. You know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Denzel. Yeah. I would say Chris Pratt. No, you're wrong, because he did it for his horse. So no, <laughs> you're you're wrong. you don't get him. D'Onofrio, I'll give you. Good night. No. So if you asked a favour for me I'm not gonna fucking die for you. Fuck <laughs> off. You wouldn't. No. Even if I was I a wouldn't. No, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Go on, you Look and Podcast it's... over, it was fun while I lasted. <laughs> yeah, blow myself up. So <laughs> That's another weak point, is that there was no strong motivations for these characters. Okay. Other than a handful. Okay. Not even a handful. Two. Um, and one of the other faults, one of the other cons that I have, is that the music was only meh. The music was meh. It was meh. Well,
1: that that will be You a- could
2: have had such cool music for this movie.
1: Yeah. The music was actually a bit of a
2: letdown. Um, it was a huge letdown. I'll agree with that. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing special to it. I couldn't even tell you a slight jingle dun, of what was in dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that was in it. Yeah, that's yeah. not them. One. <laughs> <laughs> and that was only in it At the credits. At the credits. So <laughs> it's a beer and beer and theme tune. No, alright, forget it. Um so the music was a bit meh. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you admit that one. I'll admit that one. And <laughs> <laughs> my final con, and this is a big spoiler, all the interesting characters got killed. Who was left at the end? Denzel Washington Denzel. Who, my my personal opinion, I didn't find him that interesting. But you you would expect him I to be the first one to some, die to get
1: the rest of them to like rally together or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of felt a bit annoyed as well that he lived, in the sense that he was the one who brought them all together and basically he was he was he was scary. the one that he basically killed them all. Let's be, he basically killed them. all. Like here, guys, come into this field of death, and uh, then he's just like, oh, good, you're all died, so just me left. Uh, yeah, it was him, the Texican, and the uh, the Indian guy. Yeah. So and shit he, he was he was, he was cool. Uh, the Indian guy was awesome. All right, huge build up, Indian versus Indian. Let's do this on the top floor. That, Let's yeah. fight. How long did that last? That two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that was a bit shit. Yeah. Right, and uh, how many other characters did he kill from the rooftop with a bow and arrow? He killed loads. And were they interesting? Yeah. It was a bow and arrow. Nothing interesting. He just arrow. stood there going. Hawkeye, Arrow. Yeah, but they do cool things. They do flips and shit. He just fucking stood on a rooftop with an arrow.
1: Yeah, while well, you got guns shooting at you. He <sighs> didn't do anything the interesting. Speed of going like this. He to did nothing shot.
2: interesting, and because he You're barely wrong. spoke English except for like one line or oh, two we got, lines. We got lots to talk about. Get back here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was fucking. <laughs> that was <awesome>. pretty good. <laughs> There's a pro for you. Yeah, exactly. Diamond yeah. in the rough. A couple of good lines in this movie. Um, Any other cons? That's it for my cons. Is that I felt a bit jibbed that all the shit characters were left at the end and all the good ones got killed. Okay. Particularly the fact that the person who brought them all to their death got to live. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Uh, I felt like you would have got more of a atmosphere if you had have had him killed. He would have been like... And say he like... died in someone's arms and that person, maybe Chris Pratt, who gives his life, goes, well, he died, I'm not going to make him die for nothing, and then he goes and blows himself up. There you go. There's your fucking justification for him going and killing himself. That there was no justification in the movie.
1: And it's not about the cow. There you go.
2: (laughs) And that's how you write a story. Boom, bitches. (laughs) And boom goes a western dynamite. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Good one. Go on. Con it up. Alright. This film had CG. Yeah.
1: Did not need any CG whatsoever.
2: No, I agree.
1: So, I reckon this film... I don't think the CG was... It was intrusive. It, it was noticeable.
2: You reckon? I when didn't they, find it too uh, intrusive. The
1: start of the film where they show, they, they light the chapel on fire and, you know, this is no longer, you know, God can't help you sort of thing. And they pan the camera back to show the town. You can see the mountain ranges. That's all CG. Like, no. I didn't
2: really notice that.
1: Yep. Um, there's the scene where they. as Are you a defensive, sure it was CG. It was CG. Uh, the defensive blockade they set up with the dynamite around the town. Yeah. And the horses going through them. Look, clearly you can't injure horses. You yeah. can't do explosions and shit like that, but you don't need CG for that. You literally could have shown that and then heard the explosion scene. That is no, a podcast. No, like, you have that. to explain okay. what you did. You could have you <laughs> <showed, laughs> yes. shown uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character pushing down the dynamite handle. Yeah. Uh, and then showing, like, hearing the bang, the boom, and the, the dirt going in front, all that sort of stuff. And
2: shown, like, in the background, there's, like, the fire and the explosion, and there's, like, the horse neighing and, ah, and stuff like that. Like, you don't... But you want to see an explosion. If you're having an explosion as an audience, you want to fucking see the explosion. See, yeah. Because cool guys don't look at them, but fucking the audience does. (laughs) Except for Jenga. Yeah. Um, So, look, I don't reckon this film needed any CG. I reckon it would have been great if it was... I think it would... I agree. I think it would have been a lot better if it was actual proper effects.
1: No CG? And filmed with a 1960s camera, like a, the camera they would have used for the original Make 7. would have been cool. But these that are the things that cool. I was
2: talking about. There's no originality in this. Mm. They should have thought about these things and gone... The director should go, I want to make a name for myself. I've got to do something different here. I've got to be creative. Because mm. I'm doing a remake of a movie. People are going to want originality thrown in. Mm. Uh, I didn't like The Last Fight Battle, you Billy's the Knife Guy...
1: Barely used his knives in the knife fight. He used a rifle a lot of the time.
2: Can't tell me he wasn't fucking badass in the movie. He
1: like was that. badass. He had throwing knives, and he had the they had the scene of the gun versus the throwing knife fight, which was fucking awesome. That was pretty. but bad. he doesn't throw a knife in the last fight. No, he doesn't he throw doesn't. them. He uses his hand ones, and he barely uses them. And then he goes into the tower with a rifle. That was a letdown for me. Uh, Goodnight's character runs off due to his uh, his PD. What was it? PTSD. Thank you. Um, so he runs off and he comes back and he yeah. sort of saves people. He's the sniper.
0: Hmm.
1: He's known for being the sniper. There's a Gatling gun. He's on top of a. You'd think that would be a setup for, like, they're getting pinned down by a Gatling gun. Goodnight comes back. He snipes them from, like, he just goes back yeah. and snipes them.
2: And watching that, that's what I was waiting. And I was like, he's going to come well. back, He's going
1: to take out the Gatling gun.
2: Having said that, a rifle at that point in time, there's no way it would shoot that far. And it's actually. That Gatling gun is a bit of a. That's, it's, that's it's not actually cons. realistic anyway, because it can't shoot that far.
1: That's in my cons. Yeah. The distance they had the Gatling gun at, compared yeah. to what they were shooting at, wouldn't be able to go through that much wood. No, it And destroy that much of the
2: However... Drawing. It'd be able to hit them if on the street. Enter- Yeah, well, it wouldn't do any damage, let's be honest. But entertainment factor, you've got to weigh these things up. I would argue that it's... I would argue that it was almost a good decision that they did that, because you need to have something entertaining in there. Yeah. Although, you know, it was a very far distance away.
1: Yeah. Um, So the Gatling Guns distance annoyed me. Good night, sort of coming back and not really doing much annoyed me. Uh, I did like... Uh, the no, sorry. I didn't like when they're setting up the defences and they just make two little trenches to put people in. I would have put a massive like moat around them and right. they just had like the fucking Viet Cong traps.
2: Yeah, I would have liked to see a bit more Home Alone in that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right, we're getting at our specialist, the traps guides, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> that would
2: have been awesome. The magnificent Home Alone.
1: Fuck. Oh, there you go, Spike. The puns. There's your suggestion for an episode. The magnificent <laughs> Home Alone. Uh, okay, so, look, I didn't like that. The, they needed no CG for this film, uh, and, yeah, the Indian fight was pretty it quick. It was
2: pretty, yeah. Pretty it should
1: have gone longer. It was stupidly quick.
2: It was, yeah. He destroyed him in a half a second. There wasn't even a challenge there. Yeah. I was also expecting with Vincent Tanofrio's
1: character going down like Boromir in Lord of the Rings for him to get up like, for the Indian guy to walk up and get his arrows off him or something, and him to just get up and just go to town on him or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and probably one of my last cons is they've got a character that is your your hide the leader of the hide goon sort of thing. Yeah. And he just goes out in the shittest way. He shoots Chris Pratt, he, he's the guy with the black trench coat, and he oh. shoots Chris Pratt and, like, he gets shot in the side and the Texan comes out and just shoots the shit out of him into a coffin. i like,
2: eh. th- I kind of thought it was funny. Like, yeah, him dying. And I think that's what they coffin. were going for, was that it was funny that he got shot into a coffin. It was funny. And, you know, yeah, it could have been done a little bit better other than just getting shot, but.
1: And I would say, yeah, okay, my last one would be The Magnificent Seven. You needed more of a diverse range of skills. Yeah. Sniper, yes. Knives, yes. Uh, Indian, I did like bow and arrow, that they put yes.
2: an Asian guy in. Yes. I thought that, that was, was awesome. And it worked well. And Denzel
1: Washington was. as well. Yeah. That giant... Although, another
2: people. con of mine is that at no point in this movie did they ever even really try to slightly mention the fact that it's a western and you've got a black guy.
1: That's why everyone was looking at him when they came when he came in on the
2: horse. The yeah, but outside. it didn't... It never even tried to it's mention it. It's not Tamakino, that's why. Oh, well, you don't have to start using the N-word every <laughs> second word to be, you know... <laughs> yeah. Drawing on that fact. You still need to mention it, though. It's... Yeah, yeah, okay. I think they deliberately just did it to
1: appease... Oh, I think it worked out. I think it would have been great, though, if they found a way to encompass uh, essentially uh, Jennifer Lawrence, number two, because she looks a lot like Jennifer Lawrence, the main chick in this film. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. you look like first-class Jennifer Lawrence in her, and
2: they look pretty similar. I don't see it, but all right. Uh, There were some good um, corsets, that's for sure.
1: When she's riding a horse. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Anyway. So they needed a more diverse range of people. Like, Chris Pratt is... What's Chris Pratt?
2: Yeah. Chris what? Pratt was just... Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt, which he was, was he not was, a bad thing. He was a the tricky
1: theory. sort of... Yes, yeah, okay. That that brings my point of he was like a Han Solo guy. He was a tricky, yeah. smart at his way out of it. Was it was
2: just the fun entertainment for a fairly dark movie, but... What was the Texican? Nothing. nothing. And that's the point, is that he did nothing, he was nothing, he was never... And that was just boring it's and like, the Indian the Indian was cool he was like a scout so they sent him again. out but they it's sent like him out he, to go scout he just never he was not entertaining in the slightest him the Texican and yeah them and you know a lot of the time Denzel Washington apart from towards the end where he has his face off with the villain Denzel Washington and has
1: no abilities
2: no he doesn't have any abilities other than being Denzel really Washington. really cool other than being uh, Washington, yeah, exactly. there was that cool part where he, like hops off the horse. He's jumping and shooting yeah. on the side of the horse. That was kind of cool. But yeah, but overall, it's been a while since we've reared a movie. It has. It's been a very, very. But long the movie. way that we do do these is doodle. we we do do yeah, do um <laughs> <laughs> is that we compare them to an alcoholic beverage. Yes. Yes, we do. So. Have you got one? Have you got your review slash drink for this film? I do. Go ahead. No, you go. Make ahead. my day. Ooh, yeah. Nice.
1: So look, I'm going to mix two iconic drinks together. Mm. Sort of Western bourbon, because mm. you see them drinking bourbon. Yeah, it's a very bourbon whiskey. Western thing. Mixed with mm. instead of Coke, because they didn't have Coke back then. Sarsaparilla. Oh yeah, sarsaparilla is Western, and I like sarsaparilla, and I like bourbon. So you liked it? I like this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when this yeah. comes
2: out, I, I'm definitely going to buy it. And you know what? I'd probably buy it on DVD as well. I think it's definitely a movie where if you like westerns, you'll like this movie. It reinvigorates every man's love for westerns. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't like westerns, you're not going to like this movie. Because it's not a great movie. It's just it's, it's a, just yeah. good. It's It's just okay.
1: Uh, my fiance, I went and saw this with my fiancée. She yeah. liked it as well. And she's not a big Western fan.
2: Yeah, same with Belle. But having said that, as well, she had her gripes about certain things in it, hmm. um, such as the fact she thought the Gatling gun was used a bit too much, which I guess they should have just used it early. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was used not in the best way. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If you like Westerns, Dragon's Breath, they call it. Yeah, if you like Westerns, you're probably going to like this movie. Yes. So, for me, my review slash drink. Yes. You ask for a cocktail. Ooh. You go up to a bartender and you say, hey, give me a cocktail. You walk into a saloon. You walk into a saloon. You push the doors open. I will say, some of the the signature holsters that everyone had was fucking awesome. Chris Pratt had some sweet holsters. Yeah. So you walk up to the barmaid. (laughs) Barmaid. You say, wench. (laughs) Give me a cocktail. sound like a pirate again, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Fucking, where's this pirate week? Yeah, you ask for a cocktail, and you get, you get a margarita. At a saloon. Well, not at a saloon, <laughs> all right? You, you get a cocktail. You ask for a cocktail, and you get a margarita, which yeah. is, you know, it's okay. You get what you ask for, but it's nothing special. There's nothing original to it. Okay. And you know what? You kind of get your money's worth because you got a cocktail. But it's nothing more than what you expected. Alright. You don't get anything special with this movie. It's only a modern Western shooting action movie. Okay. There's no originality to this. There's no special there's nothing special in general about this movie, let's be honest. It's only okay.
1: Would you say though that this will start the this will reinvigorate Westerns? So, like, I'm they not might convinced do a that of, it will.
2: They might do a remake of Good Bad and Ugly or something like that. I'm not convinced that it will reinvigorate westerns. Um, I would, I, you know what? I hope it does because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not convinced that everybody loved this movie enough. Unless you really love westerns, which you know it's coming back in slightly with this. Mm. It's it's not. It's not an amazing piece of cinematography, it's not gonna stick with you forever, and it's not something that in twenty years time you're gonna be like, I fucking loved that movie when I was a kid. It's only okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that
1: just about wraps up our My, my last question to you, and I thought of this I thought of this while I was actually in the movie to yeah. do with the Magnificent Seven. If you th- who would you think, if you had to play an actor in the Magnificent Seven film, like if you were a character, who do you reckon you'd be? Chris Pratt. <laughs> so why like, Why would you say no, 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 no. It's, pre- like, it's like it, 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 what this movie did it reminded me of like it's an old school action film but it's like you know when you're a kid in primary school these you, you could you see like preps or you know kindergarten kids running around being like let's play this let's play Star Wars I'll be Obi-Wan you be like I can see a heap of kids like you know playing this with cap guns and shit like yeah. that so I'm like that guy's this person that guy so it's like who do you think you would play and then who do you think I would think you would play you would be Chris Pratt you fucking Pratt.
2: Yeah, be yeah I would be yeah just because I'm a smart ass no, I'm yeah, a smart like, I've always been called a smart ass yeah arse.
1: it's essentially when they have the lines of like um, tell them that you've been killed by uh, the world's greatest lover and I'm like that's oh, fucking Ian
2: yeah <laughs> or when he shoots a guy's ear off yeah, yeah. I'd probably do that yeah I'm um, gonna show the disappearing ear which character do you think that you would be
1: Look, I think there's either two characters I would be. Yeah. I'd either be Vincent D'Onofrio's character because I'm bald with a beard. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a fairly big. I'm not a fairly big guy, but compared to me and you, I'm a bigger guy. Um, or I'd be Goodnight. You reckon you'd be Goodnight? Because Goodnight was like he was. I don't know he know was good looking enough to be. He goodnight. was the sophisticated one of the group though. Like Chris Pratt was a smart ass and then like Chris Pratt couldn't understand what Goodnight was saying because he was saying like multiple syllable words, and he's like, "What's a syllable?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he was, like, he was sh- dressed sharp. Mm. He had his rifle, he'd always, you know... And that's what you think you are. Mm. You're not. You're Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're Alec and everything, but you're just a scraggly guy with a huge beard. Yeah. Well, look, I am... But uh, it was a really good movie. <laughs> I loved the way he
1: talked. I it, was it was really awesome. cool. Yeah. He was just this big, brooding At least he hulk.
2: added something to the movie. Yeah. Big, brooding hulk. Which yeah. isn't something I could say for all the characters in this. Yeah. he was so, a good character. I was quite sad when he died. Yeah. Tugged on the heartstrings. Yeah, at least he had a good death. Boromir. Boromir, essentially, yeah. yeah. Alright, well, that just about wraps it wraps up. Wraps up. Wraps up our week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pull a,
1: a cowboy accent, but then I just realised, no, it's like it's redneck. <laughs> redneck? <laughs> <laughs> we going
2: to wrap up our... we hey, to <laughs> no. wrap up our Magnificent what, What's
1: your name? Eastwood.
2: Clint, Clint. Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, All right, so that just about wraps up our our week. Reboot week. Reboot. That was episode nine, Ian. Next episode. Double digits. Double digits. No pressure. No. Better be a good one, so I'll leave that one to you. You want me to think of next week's theme? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, you. Tweet at me for next week's. (laughs) (laughs) We believe in you, but if you're out there anyway, why don't you share the love? Give us a like. Give us a like on Facebook. Yep. A subscribe. Like a follow on Twitter, yeah.
1: Follow, we got an Instagram, Mm -hmm. a subscribe on the YouTube, subscribe on the YouTube, (laughs) a subscribe on the podcasting apps, and we'd also love to see some reviews. If you got, yeah, reviews for us, look one being awful. If you don't like us, let us know why you don't like us. If
2: you love us, let us know why you love us. Mm. And coming up soon, we've got AMX AMC, sorry, Expo. Uh, coming up in Melbourne, so we will be attending that.
1: We will. We'll be walking around in shaken, not nerd shirts. Hopefully. You would like to come <laughs> up and say hi? By all means. You'd like to come yeah. up and punch him in the face? We'll make sure his hands are held behind his back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the things you do for listeners. <laughs> but, but please share the love. Tell everyone how awesome and that we try to be. Try to try be. Try to be. Try to be. <laughs> so, Ian, I ask you this pretty much every
1: week. What's your Twitter handle?
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: uh, iJohnson92.
2: Johnson 92 on the Twitter. You are
1: getting more followers. I went onto your thing though, and I'm like, yeah.
2: he's getting more followers. Yeah, people actually like me. That's new for me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. Hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> and I am Doody Dootrum. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-U-D-I.
2: D-U-D-I. Yeah. Doody. Doody. Doody, 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 doody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a duddy if you want. Mm, Bit you, of a dud, I You, you can't.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah so I'd also like to thank yet again Tom Commons for his amazing graphic design work we that he's done for us we should have some new designs up soon for our Facebooks and
2: yeah podcasting fingers apps. crossed like thank everyone who's like suggested Send yes. us some suggestions and to the other podcast tours the other podcast tours that help us out
1: yeah so yeah I'd like to thank uh, the podcasters as Ian says the, the podcasters, podcasters. Spike the puns, which is Bradley, Fuzzy, and Nico. They're fucking awesome. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> First thing I did, because it was a public holiday on Friday. Got up, cup of coffee, Bluetooth my speaker to my phone to my living room speakers, and just sat there and listened to Starship yeah. Super Troopers.
2: Well, us Melbourneian podcasters got to stick together.
1: Sticking together is what good raffles do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, and there's some other podcasters out there as well that have given us a hand, uh, or a few along the way. Yeah. Comic Confidential. Caden Troy. Mm-hmm.
1: And look, well, Amy's a part of the the crew now, so thank
2: you, Amy. Yeah. 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 Good you, job, Amy. You go gal. <laughs> Please edit that out. <laughs> 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 <That. laughs> Alright, but that just about wraps up our week.
1: Next week, episode ten, you got a suggestions, you let us know. It. Thanking you. We'll see you
2: through audio. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually see you, but hopefully we'll catch you next week, guys. I've been Ian the huge a uh, Johnson. And I am Alex L. Dudirino-Dutrum. Look at you, old Mexicano. Um, well,
1: I was going kind to of just do duty, but then I thought, you know what, it's uh, Magnificent Seven, I've got to make it Ooh, western West western that.
2: Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week.
1: See you, guys. Bye. I was going to call you the fastest dick in the West, but... That... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a stinky
2: fart.
0: Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of quinoa lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon. Chicken and stir. Do I look like I give a down?